This podcast is part of the MyPodcast.com network. Go online right now and get your very own 100% free podcast, MyPodcast.com. Well, here I am, back by popular demand. Having shaken off the post-Easter slump, the stress of coursework deadlines and an Ofsted inspection, I'm here once again to discuss intellectually and objectively the artistic merits of this week's Freeview films in a calm and serene manner. Only joking, I'm here to tell it as it is and have a big old cathartic rant. Hooray! in the afternoon we've got Death Becomes Her directed by Robert Zemeckis. Death Becomes Her is a is a silly film it's about two women fighting over Bruce Willis well you know it could happen um, most importantly it's about their quest for eternal youth and immortality there's some good scenes and special effects but it's a little bit tired and a touch over the top but it is okay for a Sunday afternoon now it's directed by Robert Zemeckis um, he who directed the puke fest right wing Aren't We Great, Forrest Gump, and you know that I detest that film. But despite my loathing of it, um, the guy, you know, let's not forget, he did direct the Back to the Future trilogy, alright, the second one was a bit stupid, and Romance in the Stone, which is great. He also directed a fun favourite of mine, which is Frighteners, which starred uh, Michael J. Fox, that's the one, made in 1996, I think it was. So... Although it's Robert Zemeckis, you know, don't hold against me. I don't think Death Becomes Her stands up to Back to the Future or Romance in Stone and definitely not Frighteners. But for Sunday afternoon, what more do you want? Well, that's stupid, obviously, we want a lot more. Anyway, you get that, and you get that and some 1953 classic Calamity Jane. Oh, my word. I get tingles every time I watch this film. All right, slight exaggeration, but it is one of my all-time favourites. I know it's a little bit, well, you know, and I know people hate musicals, but you've really got to give musicals a go. These films are great. Now, just because I love Troma's blatant sexism doesn't mean that I'm not partial to a bit of cutesy sexism now and again. I mean, who says I'm not a real feminist? Anyway, the scene where Kalam and Katie transform the cabin is straight out of How to Be a 50s Housewife. It's quick, it's funny, Francis Fryer's drag act is hilarious. And it's got Howard Keel, and as many of you know, I've got a real soft spot for Howard Keel. Well, quite a few actually. He's strong, handsome, and masculine. You know, he can sing and dance without looking like a bit of a girl. It's great fun. So that's Calamity Jane, Sunday afternoon, 4:30. Watch it. Now in the evening we've got Silver Street, which, in my opinion, is probably one of the best. Pro- I think it is the best film actually, starring Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Now, it's written by Colin Higgins. Now, he wrote one of my favourite kind of these sorts of films, and it's called Foul Play, starring um, Goldie Horn and Chevy Chase. And it's got an albino and a midget in it. I mean, what's that if it's not value for money? Anyway, it doesn't quite stand up to the hijinks of the hilarious foul play, but it's still a really good comedy. I mean, the pairing of Wilder and Pryor is really good. So it's about a guy called George, played by um, Gene Wilder. He's on a train, 
um, and he meets a girl called Hilly. She witnesses a murder and of course the baddies want to bump her off and all the rest of it. His aim is to save the girl and foil the villain. But the thing is, it all takes place on this train. The villain is played brilliantly by Patrick McGowan, who I'm a huge fan of. I mean, he can do no wrong when he's in Columbo. And he also directed a lot of Columbo as well. Anyway, it's a really good comedy. It's not politically correct, so it's a really good laugh. Now, very quickly, there's quite a couple of, you know, a couple of worth watching films that are on this evening. Firstly, we've got Stand By Me, which was directed by Rob Reiner. It's based on um, a Stephen King short story, Stephen King short story, um, called The Body. And it stars Corey Feldman, Keith Sutherland, who's got a smaller role, um, and the late River Phoenix. Um, this is a film that's described as a coming-of-age drama. It is superbly acted and, and a really nice, genuine film. And it's a must-see. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy it. So that's Stand By Me that's on this evening. Another one is A Night to Remember. Forget Titanic, this is the one to watch. That's all I'm saying about that. There's Cliffhanger, which is silly but entertaining. John Lithgow really hands it up there as um, the, the baddie. And you've got Four Weddings and Funeral, which, you know, let's face it, if you haven't seen it, then what have you been doing? It's alright, you know, Hugh Grant doing what he does. Oh, 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 oh that sounded like the zombie. Anyway, the one that you really want to watch, and because it's a bank holiday weekend, people, let's not forget, you can stay up late and you can watch this. It's on at 11.40, BBC One, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I know some people are going to poo-poo this because it's a remake, but in my opinion, it is a remake that is better than the original. Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers really, um, for me, captures the horror of many sci-fi films. You know, alien invasion and our fear of being taken over. Um, these become reality because the human race is being replaced by these faceless kind of clones. Um, it is truly frightening. And because it's a bank holiday, no work, gotta watch it. Well, just like the weather forecast, um, typical rainy bank holiday weekend, we've got a typical bank holiday film fodder. We've got the epic Quo Vadis in the afternoon. Uh, something for the kids, the animated ants, which is, in my opinion, and it is only an opinion, even though it is right, better than Bugs Life. We've got Sleeping with the Enemy, Yawn. Although saying that, Patrick Berger is rather menacing. But it's the whole let's escape my husband by faking my death and becoming a teacher who wears flowery dresses and bakes apple pies. Because, as we all know, teachers are really cosy, you know. <clears throat> anyway, um, it's really far-fetched, but, you know, I suppose watchable. But later in the evening, we've got Red Heat, which, as you know, I think is rather entertaining. See my previous podcast, there's a little plug for you. But then we've got Wolf, which is utterly stupid. Oh, I've been bit by a dog. Oh, I've got these special powers. Oh, look, I can jump, and oh, I can sniff things from miles away, and oh, my hearing's increased. I mean... Flipping heck, we do know the codes and conventions of horror. You, you don't have to spell everything out for us. You don't have to like leave a trail of crumbs for us so we know what's going on. Jack Nicholson just plays it for laughs and for me, it doesn't work. American Wolf in London was funny and scary. This is just, I think it's lazy. 
really. No edge, it's just lazy, neat and tidy horror. Papillon 1973 stars Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman, who were both brilliant in this film. It's based on a true story of a man nicknamed Papillon, which is French for butterfly, and he's sent to a French penal colony, um, Devil's Island, after being wrongly convicted of murder. He can either um, spend the rest of his life and eventually die there, or he can try to escape, and this is what he does. He tries, keeps getting captured, keeps getting thrown in solitary confinement, but then he tries again and we keep seeing him being punished for it. It's a really superb film and I highly recommend it. Sleuth um, is another film that I'm going to recommend and it has a very simple plot. You've got Laurence Olivier who discovers that Michael Caine is sleeping with his wife and there's no way one, he's going to let him get away with it and two, he has no intention of making any payments to her uh, alimony if she leaves. So he sort of hatches this elaborate plan to get Michael Caine's character to the house and there it becomes very intense. For most of the film it's just a pair of them um, in the house so it's got a very very good atmosphere. There's some real top-notch twists and turns so I recommend Sleuth. And finally today we've got Unfaithful. Um, Unfaithful was directed by Adrian Lynn who does have a habit of directing sexual encounters with some success. You know, among his credits, we've got Indecent Proposal, a remake of Lolita, Fatal Attraction, and Flashdowns. Um, let's not forget the woeful nine and a half weeks, which is no more sexy than a wet weekend in Cleethorpes. You know, it's like an extended music video. Anyway, back on track, Unfaithful is quite entertaining. Okay, so we've got Kill Bill Volume 1. Uh, Uma Thurman's in a coma, she wakes up and wants revenge on every weirdo ever to darken her door. And I think you can tell by the tone that I'm not that impressed with Tarantino's effort. For me, he's lost whatever edge he had with Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. And by the looks of Grindhouse, he's in it more for shocks and violence, which, you know, I like, but not at the expense of plot or character. Just leave that to trauma. Well, for me, it's entertaining, um, some great fight scenes, but ultimately, it's just a pass. I really hope that Grindhouse is better. It needs to be. Well, as we're getting to the end of the week, um, these films are getting a little bit thin on the ground for me to recommend. But we have got another Philip Kaufman film. Um, okay, it's probably the only thing I'd offer today, but it's a decent cast of Sam Jackson, Andy Garcia and Ashley Judd. The film's called Twisted. So it's an okay, you know, well, generally good cop thriller. Judd plays a police officer, Jessica Shepard, um, and she's sort of trying to, to get further on in her career and rise up the ranks in the police force. And she's attempting to track down this serial killer. Um, I think you get the picture. I was in Chicago when I saw The Blair Witch Project and I knew absolutely nothing about it. And that was the experience. I was uncomfortable throughout, I couldn't sit still, people were walking out, and I lost count of the number of expletives uttered under gasps and sighs. And when I left the theatre, I needed several drinks before I could go up to my hotel room. It really got to me, and that's what was great about it. But it's also for this reason that I'm not gonna say anything about it. I mean, there may still be people out there who haven't seen this film. 
After all, knowledge is power. And if you know too much about this film, it's going to ruin it for you because you just won't be able to allow yourself to be overtaken by it. So that's the Blur Witch Project that's on this evening. And I think you know what's coming next. this week because I've selected two films one that's strange and surreal and weird and another that's pretty mainstream pretty alright so I'll allow you to decide which one is better but you have to watch both of them so first of all we've got being John Malkovich this is the creative fresh and strange effort from Spike Jones and if you haven't seen it then settle down and save the questions like what the hell was that about for later John Cusack, who is one of my favourites, is a failed puppeteer who takes a, a, a job um, just filing really office work in an office on the seventh and a half floor. Is that weird enough for you? Yeah. Anyway, he finds a portal, wait for it, in John Malkovich's head. So he sets up his business for customers paying for the pleasure of being John Malkovich. The acting is great and it's funny and different. And when I was talking about Kill Bill before, you know, this is the main problem with Tarantino. He copies rather than creates. Um, this is creative. This is a really funny, weird, surreal film, so just go for it. Alright, a more normal film now that I'm going to recommend is Jagged Edge. And this film has a fabulous cast uh, headed by Glenn Close and Jeff Bridges. And if you look closely, you'll see Lance Erickson in there as well. You've got a welfare heiress who's found brutally murdered and her husband, Jeff Bridges, is the prime suspect. Glenn Close takes on this case to defend him and it isn't long before they're beginning this passionate affair. It's got loads of twists and turns, it's got some really good courtroom scenes, courtroom action and enough pace for it to keep going. So Jagged Edge is the safer option of the two. Um, it was also written by Joe Esterhouse, who uh, wrote Basic Instinct, but has also been involved in some of the worst films ever made, namely Showgirls, Sliver, which is, oh god, it's so appalling, and Jade, which is painfully poor. Still, don't hold that against it, Jacket Edge really is good thriller. And now... hard this week because the free few films that are on offer are just okay and to be honest there are probably much worse well I know there are much worse um, films being shown on other channels um, and also films that I haven't seen yet you know I haven't seen everything but my choice for Duffer is Hollow Man which is directed by Paul Verhoeven and I like Paul Verhoeven you know if you've listened to my podcast I sing and dance about him but this really is a slack effort. The idea of an invisible man, you know, it's always been fab, but this is another poor attempt to pull it off. Just watch, um, you know, some of the B-movies of the 50s, or even the TV series, because it's better than this lazy effort. The cast is all wrong. Kevin Bacon is rubbish. Just look at Stir of Echoes. Bacon has done some good things, you know, he's great in sleepers, he's excellent in wild things, but the roles was second to the lead and that's where he's best so sorry Kevin you've had a great career and I like you but Hollow Man is a duffer 
Thanks for downloading from cjmedicom.blogspot.com.